I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. According to Senator Juan Chuy Hinojosa, due to COVID restrictions, the upcoming 87th Texas Legislature cannot have a wide open capital. At the same time, Senator Hinojosa says the people cannot be completely shut out from the Texas Capitol. Senator Hinojosa told Steve Taylor that it's most likely that access to certain areas will be restricted by means of prior appointment. What's your overarching thoughts about the session coming up? If uh, the Texas House uh, representatives uh, changes from Republican to Democrat, I think we'll change the conversation up in Austin on try to focus on some legislation that in the past uh, didn't stand a chance of passing uh, because of, of the dominance of the Republican Party. Uh, but, but even if the Democrats don't win the Texas House, uh, it'll be a very, very close divide. Uh, you will have conversations about expanding Medicaid and health care. If nothing else, this pandemic showed the different gaps that we have in our healthcare system. Uh, so we have made uh, many changes, some of the rules like uh, uh, telemedicine, yeah? uh, and easing some of the rules in dealing with uh, the, the therapist, uh, and uh, providing more responsibility uh, to our nursing. So some of the changes we made that uh, for Governor Abbott suspended some of the rules, I think will become permanent. Uh, but regardless of who's in charge, quite frankly, next session is going to be a challenging one. Uh, but on the House side, they don't have a speaker. Uh, so there's going to be a race going on right now, as you well know. Uh, but here's what's happening. Uh, you will have a moderate speaker, a conservative speaker, a centrist. Uh, you're not going to have a right-winger or a left-winger. Uh, because coalitions between the Republicans and Democrats are trying to elect someone that's going to be focused on protecting the House and focus on the issues that matter to the members. Uh, but our biggest challenge uh, will be the budget. Uh, we uh, are looking at a $4.7 billion deficit, which um, when we left last session, we had uh, a $3 billion surplus uh, we passed a budget of $254 billion. Uh, so if we stay within a realm of $5 billion deficit, uh, we'll be able to manage through the session uh, because we have um, approximately $8.6 billion in the rainy day fund. So that, that uh, will allow us to uh, pass a budget that's conservative, but at the same time takes care of the needs of the state of Texas. The second big issue will be redistricting. Uh, redistricting, uh, we do that every 10 years. It's probably the most partisan issue uh, we deal with. But the reality is, whatever we decide, it will always be challenged in court by one side or another or other groups, public interest groups. Uh, and the final say-so will be uh, the United States Supreme Court. So the budget reduction in health care, I mean, health care has got to be a, uh, a priority. Uh, from what we saw, uh, we saw a lot of the shortcomings of the present system. Uh, we were very fortunate to receive uh, CARE Act funding that allow us to uh, maximize our state resources to respond 
uh, to the pandemic. Uh, we were spending over $100 million a week uh, at one time. Uh, but the money was coming in from uh, under the uh, CARE Act, which really helped us uh, manage the pandemic. And we're still not over it. Uh, the other vacation will be police reform. Uh, I do not support defunding our, our police forces. I don't think anybody does, really. Uh, it, it, you hear a lot of uh, rhetoric and misrepresentations and misstatements uh, during campaigns. But the reality is, to really have police reform, uh, it will need a bipartisan approach. Uh, and have the police also involved in the conversation as to what will work, what will not work, uh, what is practical, what's realistic. Uh, so we'll have that conversation uh, as a group and I see us making some changes. Uh, so, you know, and, and then we'll continue investing in our infrastructure. Uh, to us, uh, our state continues to grow at a very rapid pace. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's predicted and projected uh, that we probably would uh, add an additional three congressional seats uh, to Texas. I am vice chair of the redistricting committee. Uh, those are the numbers we're looking at. Uh, obviously, this uh, controversy on the census now, or the Trump administration, has caused some uh, problems and issues, and you know, to make sure we get a, a, a uh, accurate count. Uh, but quite frankly, if we don't count every person, uh, Texas would be hurt. Uh, in terms of uh, not only receiving funding from the federal government, because the census determines how that money is distributed, uh, but also in a, a representation in Congress. Um, and I, I know I said that was the last question, but I'm just curious, very, very quickly, do you think the public will be allowed into the Capitol because of COVID, or do you think it will be blocked out? It's a very good question. I don't know the answer, but I can tell you that we have had discussions among the members and the leadership how to manage the session uh, and we are um, assuming that COVID, uh, the pandemic will be what it is right now, uh, in that we cannot have a wide open capital. Uh, but at the same time, we cannot shut it down. It's a people's capital. You imagine what happened, what happened up in Michigan where they stormed the capital? Uh, I think the same thing would happen here if we try to close it down. But a more, uh, a more practical way would be to sort of uh, not allow the public into certain areas of the Capitol uh, unless they have an appointment so that members can meet with constituents and can meet with other groups that are being impacted, but not in large numbers. There is a, a much more controlled process uh, to protect the members and staff, but also the public uh, about CDC rules and, 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 and proper protocol and distancing. The other issue is uh, on finance, I know finance committee, we already have a plexiglass uh, between the members. The discussions about the press, we have to limit the number uh, of people or access uh, to the Senate floor. Yeah. Because if one of the senators gets sick or infected, uh, there's no backup, there's no bench, so to speak. <laughs> so that's it, we're it. So we are looking at reducing uh, right now, they allow two staff members for each senator on the Senate floor. But uh, I think, quite frankly, uh, they want to reduce that to only one. Uh, the other one is they want to move the press uh, from the Senate floor to the gallery uh, and, uh, and possibly close the gallery or at least uh, have uh, social distancing with the public. You can only allow so many people in there. 
Uh, so, you know, we, we have all these challenges. The other one that's pretty interesting, and, and we discussed this at length, and that is uh, how do we have people testify? Uh, in finance, we have a staff person behind us all the time to help us with the budget. Well, now that person will be out uh, and where the public sits. So they uh, talk about virtual testimony. How do you testify virtually? Well, uh, do we uh, just have it open up 24-7? So somebody's sitting at home, uh, having a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or drink a beer, well, I want to testify. Uh, we would never finish our work. Uh, so we're looking at, uh, yes, people can testify virtually, but they have to go to the Capitol. Uh, and we would use one of the uh, other meeting rooms to space people out, uh, and possibly the Reagan or LBJ building, uh, so that they could um, uh, be there safely uh, and, and with proper uh, CDC protocol. So yeah, the oh, and then probably uh, the uh, members and staff will probably test it at least twice a week. Uh, so that's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, there's there's never there's never no, there's never going to be a session like this. This is just no, and, you know. There's even uh, discussions or at least backroom talk to well, maybe we ought to limit the number of bills you know, or the number of hearings. How do we space out? We don't have enough hearing rooms uh, because, as you all know, you've been up there many times, Steve. Uh, you have uh, a a committee hearing room and it's usually jam-packed with people, standing room only. Uh, and that is um, uh, a real challenge. Uh, how we plan to handle that and manage those type of situations because people want to testify uh, and they will testify. I mean, they, they need to have a say-so. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting challenge uh, and session, to say the least. <laughs> Senator Wani Nahosa, thank you for today's interview. You're more than welcome, Steve. The 87th Texas Legislature convenes at noon on January 12th, 2021. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.